to you in peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. From beautiful Hotel Candelaria in Antigua, Guatemala, my name is Sean Smith, and on behalf of myself and my beautiful wife, Don Maurice, hello. Welcome to Now is the Time. It is my privilege to welcome to the Mobile Pro Podcast booth, Stove Crew number six, numero seis. I'm going to have the crew introduce themselves, starting with Riley. I'm Riley, and I'm from Santa Clara, California. I'm Betsy from San Jose, California. I'm Dean from Los Angeles, California. I'm Sarah from San Jose, California. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <laughs> welcome back to the podcast booth. We have a bunch of veterans here. Sarah's smiling at me. She likes to make faces at me. <laughs> no, she's <laughs> laughing, which I always like to make her laugh. She makes faces at me and I make her laugh. That's how it works. Sarah, you're back. Are you excited to be back here in Guatemala? See. Si. See. Si. <laughs> Tell me what you were doing at VBS before VBS started. Do you remember? Eating lunch. After the eating lunch before the VBS started. Do you remember you said, I just gave five girls. Two girls. Horseback lessons. Horseback lessons? lessons? <laughs> You were giving them rides, right? Like horsey rides? How fun was that? Hurt my back. (laughs) Did you really? (laughs) Well, you were, I mean, they were lined up, and you were really giving them a ride. I mean, it was kind of around the the center there that uh, we were having the VBS. But you you don't speak a lot of Spanish, right? No. But... (laughs) But you seem to be able to communicate really well with the other kids. You like them, don't you? See. Si. <laughs> Let's see if we can get more than the one-word answer. <laughs> Let's see. It's a better question. <laughs> Sarah, tell me one thing that you really liked about VBS so far. One thing this week that you've really liked about VBS. Doing the motions. That's right, you're up front now doing the motions because you know the motions because you've been here before. Do you have a favorite song? No. <laughs> back to the one word. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> well, you've been doing the motions with Riley because uh, she's an expert professional. She's come here. How, do you know how many years you've come to Guatemala now, right? Yeah, my first time was when I was nine, and I'll be 20 in a few days, so 11 years. 11 years. Wow. So they all kind of blend together for yeah. you, or is there something memorable about this village? You've been here before, mm. right? Is there something memorable about this village or uh, the projects that we do here? Um, I feel like it was last last year or the year before that was the first year we were here. Two years two was the years first ago. year we worked. And, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely recognize some of the same kids from two years ago or a year ago. And it seems like over the past few years, they've gotten a lot less shy and like more comfortable like hugging us and like running around. I was getting like tickled by four little kids today. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I see the progression of them getting more comfortable with us. And uh, it seems like they really enjoy us coming back every year. That's true. A lot of hugs. Mm-hmm. In the first year, not a lot of hugs. It's it's not <clears throat> ingrained in their culture, I would say, as much as it is like in our church culture, pretty huggy. But uh, and kids tend to 
you know, kind of lead the way in that. But a lot of hugs from moms, too, I've seen and experienced, which is kind of different. Betsy, I was told by someone else who lives in your house that isn't sitting around this table that uh, he was not the one who uh, first said, I think we're going back to Guatemala next year. Is that true? That's true. That's true. It was such a great experience for me last year as a first-timer. I said, we, we just, we have to go back. We really have to go back. It is an incredible, for anybody who has never come, all I can say is just come. Even if you don't know what to expect, you're going to learn so much about yourself. You're going to learn so much about um, opening up your heart and um, learn so much about the people of Guatemala who have some of the biggest hearts and they're some of the biggest givers I've ever seen. And I, I just learned so much last year and it was such a great experience. I said, okay, <laughs> book us, we're coming. So... It's great to be back. It's wonderful. He was so excited. Your husband, we're talking about Dave, who wasn't able to... Well, he's, he was here, and he'll be back. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's... I think he just likes to travel, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not this much, but... <clears throat> no, but he, you know, for... What did he come, two years before you guys, maybe? Yeah, he had two years that he came uh, on his own without us. Sarah was just a little too little. Right. Um, so he came by himself, and then last year was our first year as a family. And he, he was just, like, every year, the first year, the first day of the first year. I remember at worship, he said something to the effect of, uh, I so want my family to be here with me, you know, That's just right. to experience this. And he talked about it and prayed about it and talked some more, and I'm sure he talked to you guys a lot about it. And I remember him walking off the plane last year just beaming like this is his dream come true <laughs> and then to get that text from him earlier this year uh you know and i think we did jump on like a facebook facetime call or something he was just like i couldn't believe it like they want to come back and he was so excited because he loves you so much you love somebody you want to share like the best things in life with them and that uh that now you are saying so get her or in the water right <laughs> yeah yeah and it's hard to share it just by telling about it because there's so much you can't tell mm. there's a lot that you feel and there's a lot that you see um you just can't say oh well we did this and we did that and we did this and that and you know the listener goes oh well okay that's that's good you know, but to come and to be a part of it is, is something you... It's hard to explain. Yeah, it is. Because I think God is doing something really miraculous here. Mm. Really, really marvelous. And it's not just the people of Guatemala who are affected. It's it's us who are affected mm. by being here. So that's special. And I've never done anything like it. So. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially from this side, right. it's like how how do we, how do we get into this? <clears throat> Dean, you've brought your family for many years. Uh, 
probably all the years that you were talking about. It was the first year that you came with us, did you bring the whole family? Do you remember? No, actually, uh, my wife Judy and Riley were the first ones to come. Okay. It took me a few years to get on board. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What is it like? I mean, you guys have been many, many years. What is it like as a family and kind of see, I mean, I've seen Riley grow up here, you know, every year. It's like, wow, this transformation. Uh, what's it like for you as a family that um, this has become an annual tradition and you've got a lot of irons in the fire. You guys have moved and you're moving back and, you know, all this travel and people in your family living in different cities and, and that, yet this has remained a priority for you. Uh, talk about that a little bit, about you know how, how this has become part of your family's routine. Well, yeah, I mean, actually, there's Guatemalan heritage in our family, so that is kind of nice. Um, and then we just look forward to, I mean, what better thing could you do as a family than come and serve in a place like this and everybody in the family enjoys doing it and more and more we're not together as much as we were when the kids were younger so this is a time for us to not only spend time together but spend time together doing something that is uh, extremely purposeful and meaningful mm-hmm. Dean, you lead, you lead teams uh, doing different uh, ministry projects, retreats, those kinds of things. Uh, talk about this setting as opposed to a, a local event, which, uh, which I love. I long for, um, you know, gathering together as a community, for, you know, locally, but... Talk about some of the similarities and the differences. Uh, similarities, of course, is there's broken people everywhere in the world. Um, the differences are, I think, the level of poverty is a lot different. Um, I also think uh, doing inner city type of ministry almost seems like it's more of a spiritual warfare type of thing versus um, just trying to help people who are desperately in need of just the simple things like food, water, clothes, a roof over their head. So I think, um, and also I, we, I feel like people here in Guatemala are more grateful and just loving and gracious. I think um, in the U.S. we tend to feel a little more entitled. Mm. Um, so uh, this is actually my favorite trip. Hmm. Wow, praise God. Sarah, what did you tell your friends at school when, when, uh, when you knew you were coming back to Guatemala? You should come with me. Really? Why Why did you want them to come with you? I wanted them to experience what I experienced. Did you tell them 
a little bit about this trip? See. Si. <laughs> what would you say to them? What if they said, "Well, why? Why? Okay, you want me to come? Why? Why should I come? What's so special about it?" Help serving people and build them a stove, make them a floor, and just be happy. Well, you do a great job at that, I must say. <laughs> Not only do you make the families happy, you make a lot of people on this team happy, right? including cool. myself. I just love seeing your smiling face every day. <laughs> do you have something this week that has happened that you want to remember when you go home? Meeting one of the girls that lived right across the street from one of the houses we were building a stove for and she just told us to come over to our to her house and just come and she wanted to show us her whole entire house really and make us feel welcome hmm so you went see <laughs> <laughs> can you describe her house we only saw the outside in her room, but her room was really neat. Really? Which I was surprised to see. She had a bed with really beautiful floral sheets. Hmm. And a big poofy comforter. That's kind of rare. That's mm -hmm. that's not very common here, is it? No. In the homes that were installing stoves and yeah. It's so great. You met a neighbor of somebody who you were serving. And she just, like, waved at you and said, come over to my house. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of people who sit around this table and tell me that, uh, you know, so much happens during a day here. Like, a month's worth of stuff happens, and and they don't want to forget it. You know, like, they, it's hard... To remember everything. Some people journal. Some people take tons of photos. Um, what's one thing or one person that you met, maybe a moment that's happened this week, that in six months or a year from now, you don't want to forget? There, we had a, we had a great experience at one house. Um, where we built a stove, and the mom was really grateful. And then we met her children, and she had a boy and a girl, at least that we met. She may have had more. But we met the um, kind of a um, older boy getting ready to embark on his, you know, young man adventure. So I'm guessing 12, maybe 13, and then a young girl somewhere in that age bracket, too. And... They, they both were extremely grateful. And there were two things that happened that I, I want to remember because they were equally as grateful. Um, the boy, it was really cool because Dean looked at his shoes and said, nice shoes. And Riley helped us translate. <laughs> he really likes your shoes. And then the mom said his shirt, his pants, and his shoes all came from their visit to our donation center mm. the day before. And he looked really nice. And he was 
beaming. And you had no idea when you said that, right, Dean? That they were, or did you know? I had a clue. You had a clue. Okay. Yeah, he was just beaming, and the mom was just, you know, excited to to share that with us. And so that was the first thing. And then the second thing was that the the girl, the sister, had made us special gifts, and um, you could tell that she had spent a lot of time in thought and a lot of time making them out of things that she had to say thank you. It's just such a grateful heart. And um, you sometimes hear the phrase that, you know, from parents to children, some things are taught and some things are caught. Mm. And I, I really believe that gratitude was one of the things that the kids caught mm. from their mom. And so she painted a, a wine bottle or a bottle of some type in special paint and I said, oh, um, un, un vaso uh, para flores, you know, a vase for flowers. I don't know if that's look, look correct. Look at your Spanish. But <laughs> that's good, right? And she was like, see! <laughs> like, she, like she, she knew we were going to take that home and use it for flowers. And she was just so excited because she had taken the time to do that. And then for Riley and for me, she, it's almost like she took cardboard and printed paper and made it almost like a birdhouse with a lid that lifted like a mailbox. And she had painstakingly covered the cardboard and taped it together with special tape, um, decorative tape, and put a pretty silver, almost like a sticker, like an embossed sticker on the front and you know, of some kind of fruit. Like mine was a strawberry and I forget. What, a pear. A pear. What she had, she made something really beautiful out of mm-hmm. it. And who knows how much time mm. it took her to do that but we're going to take those things home and I want to keep them in view to remind me of the gratitude that they showed so they may not have had much but what they had they gave and I was so impressed by this young lady um, just spending so much of her energy to say thank you and she was so pleased that we were just like, wow, this is great. Hmm. And we are going to take them home. She was really excited to give those to She was very excited. Too. Very excited. So I, I hope we, my Spanish is so limited, I'm learning. But I hope we adequately expressed our excitement in receiving those things. Mm-hmm. Um I hope she knew that we were really excited about getting them. Mm. But that really made an impression on me that I want to take with me. Praise God. Yeah. So that was special. Any moments or people, Riley, that you'd like to remember? Um, Yeah, that was a pretty significant moment for me as well. And also today um, at VBS... Uh, two little girls asked me to sit with them and sit while they were making their crafts. And I sat with them and they're telling me like, oh, like, you know, Spanish and English. Like, we really want to learn English. They're about like 10 or 12. Um, And they were telling, they, one of the girls ran and brought her uh, notebook from home that had like all the English she's learning. Um, And she was asking me to help her like fill out sentences in English and Spanish with her. And she asked me, you know, can you come early tomorrow and help me learn more English? So, really? yeah, yeah, I thought that was really cool. She went home to yeah. get this while <laughs> you, she were at, you were at VBS? Mm-hmm. That's great. Wow. Yeah. That's so. marvelous. Mm-hmm. And that 
you know, that makes me feel like I need to learn more Spanish, too. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to ask you about your Spanish. I've noticed over the years, especially the last two years, your Spanish has really improved. (laughs) And I know your mom speaks fluently, but you you guys didn't speak Spanish in your house, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing. (laughs) So, really, you learned Spanish in school. Yeah. And most people from the U.S. who learn Spanish in school never really learn how to speak it. They're not very fluent. They can read and write pretty well and they catch, you know, 50, 40, 30% of what's being said, but they can't translate. They can't speak very well because we just don't focus. Most of our schools and teachers don't focus on conversation Mm -hmm. speaking. But I've noticed you having very full conversations with a lot of the Guatemalans here uh, when you speak, when you do speak the language, you get a different perspective. I, I've learned that as I've learned some Spanish. Uh, tell me some of the things that they talk to you about, that they say to you in Spanish. What are some of the sentiments that, that uh, like Betsy was saying, she wishes, she hopes that they understand her gratitude and she wasn't able to find the right words. What are some of the things that they tell you that they wish to to impart to our teams and and people who come? Um, a lot of them talk about their families, or if you're talking to a mom or a dad, uh, they'll talk about their kids. Um, a lot of them talk about how uh, much they like that we have we have uh, the vacation Bible school. Um, a lot of like gratitude that they're expressing. Um, and it's nice to be able to, like, actually under- marginally understand it. Um, yeah. Just, uh, especially taking Spanish, I feel like a lot of people, like, especially in high school, would be like, oh, like, I'm never going to use this. Like, I don't really care that much. But, like, that's, for me, that's, like, the one class that I'm like, okay, like, I have a tangible, like, use for this where I know if I'm getting better or not. So, you know, I really try to do well um, just because you really... Like, whenever I'm here, I'm always like, oh, I really wish I had studied more last semester. So, you know, it's nice to have that motivation because it, like, makes a huge difference when you're here. Um, And I really like being able to speak the language. Yeah, not like philosophy 101. Like, what am I ever going to use that in my life? Yeah, not like my weather and climate class that I took last semester (laughs) about clouds. So, (laughs) yeah. Cumulus nimbus, no. Yeah. It's not cumulus nimbus. <laughs> and how do you say that in Spanish? No, I don't know. <laughs> La nube is cloudy. <laughs> Nublado is kind of cloudy, right? Yeah. I know that one. <clears throat> Tends to be cloudy a lot, yeah. especially when you're trying to take photos of the volcano. Mm-hmm. Nublado. <laughs> Again. And especially today, it it really poured it did. rain. Mm-hmm. today. So I know um, you all had people who donated things for you to bring. They supported you financially through prayers. Uh, anyone you'd like to give a shout out to? Any final thoughts for people who uh, may be listening that uh, helped make it possible for you to come and do this work? Um, just a shout out to everyone who donated clothing. Um, to say thank you, thank you, thank you, especially if you bought um, new clothing. As I was talking to one of our donations 
gals today who hands out the donation, she said, most of these children do not expect new things. They're used to having gently used things. And to be able to give them brand new things is fantastic. And so shout out to everyone who did that. And um, to my husband, Dave, who wishes he could be here. Thank you for still supporting us as we came. And um, just family who loves us and donated as well. We love and miss you, Dave. Mm -hmm. See you in a couple of days. Yep. Um, yeah, this trip, I feel like I've seen there's a lot of, like, younger kids on the trip, and I it made me think, like, I'm super grateful to my parents for bringing me here, like, when I was young and, like, throughout my entire life, because it's, like, I feel like it's such a big part of my life now, and I'm really grateful that I got to start that when I was younger, and it makes me really happy when I see, like, other parents bringing their young kids, like, elementary school age, um, so, you know, starting that young, because I feel like that makes a big difference, so that's something I'm, like, super grateful to have you know, started when I was younger, and I always talk about that with my, like, college friends and stuff like that, that this is, like, you know, something important that I'm really grateful my parents started me when I was young doing, so, yeah, yeah. thanks, Dean. <laughs> thanks, Dean, is that what you said? Yeah. Do you call him Dean? To my friends, but not to him. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to just thank uh, my family, including our church family, and my friends, uh, we've been blessed because we've been well supported financially by so many people. Um, I'm just so grateful for that. And, of course, all the prayer support as well. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Sir, anyone you'd like to thank or no? Well, just a, a side thought off of something that Riley was saying about parents bringing their younger children. Mm -hmm. um, to anyone who's listening who's wondered, well, I have an elementary age child, but I'm just not sure about this. Or, you know, it's foreign country and developing country. And um, I don't just want afraid. to... Don't be afraid. That's right, Sarah. Don't be afraid. Um, because the mission is structured so beautifully um, and safety is a key priority and um, so our first year, Sarah was six going on seven, <clears throat> which is kind of like the first real opportunity where there's some maturity. Right. Um, and so now she's seven going on eight. And, you know, Lord willing, as long as there's a mission to come to and as long as we're able to come and be a part of it, um, she's going to be able to experience the kinds of things that Riley did mm. growing up in an environment like this, being able to serve. And so I want to encourage you, parents out there listening, um, don't be afraid if you think your child is mature enough to come and give and be a part uh, with the adults um, and serve. Don't be afraid to do it. I think your children might surprise you, too, on how yeah. they can step up to the plate That's and true. come to a place like this and are challenged. That's right. And Sarah, for the first time today, actually, I was so proud of her. She actually used the linoleum knife and the hammer to start cutting her first hole in the roof of one of our stove recipients' homes, um, which is made of a metal that we call lamina. And it's hard work. 
And she Jeez. did a great job didn't banging she? that knife. And she didn't want to quit. She did not want to quit. She was really into it. So I'm so proud of her today. Laser focused. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. So we cut the holes so the chimney can go through, and we seal that chimney so all the smoke goes out the house. That's right. Right, Sarah? See, 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 see. Sometimes people get confused when we talk about coming down and cutting holes in people's <laughs> <That's> roofs. <true>. Where <laughs> <laughs> it rains yeah, good every point. day. Good point. So, uh, yeah. Most every day. And you, you, you are actively participating in each stove install, right, Sarah? I mean, you, I'm sure you have jobs that you have to do during the installation. Do you have a specific job that you do? Lifting the cinder blocks. Right? Placing the cinder blocks. Anything else you do to help? Being the photographer. <laughs> She's good at that, too. How about the ash, Sarah? You help place the ash on the stove to seal out air. Seal the smoke, keep Seal it from coming out. Yeah, smoke. And that, that's, that's the thing that, you know, we're so grateful for. Again, this stove is such a blessing because anybody can participate. I mean, really participate. It's not like, okay, the adults, you go build the stove. And kids, uh, we have, you know, some children's programming for you over <laughs> in the corner. But you're right in there with the entire family. Uh, playing with the kids in the home or helping build the stove, cutting the hole. Mm-hmm. It's funny. This is an audio podcast, and Sarah is miming everything. That <laughs> she's doing <laughs> actions and miming everything. That's that, right. I should have said we're going to videotape this. <laughs> it's so funny. But uh, but thank you for those those kind words, Betsy, because we do work really hard to make it possible for families to come and experience what Dean and Riley's family has experienced. And uh, and it's such a blessing. I said on an earlier podcast that, you know, when we have like, like just a group of teens, that's cool and that's fun, or just a group of adults, that's fine. But when we have all ages, intergenerational, the entire family, it just feels like, home it feels like this is who we are as a church we're an extended family and and we want everybody to be able to come and and participate and appreciate uh this uh this experience together Mm -hmm. so so thank you all for uh coming to guatemala thanks for coming back thanks for coming back many years and uh and we hope that you will come for many years to come in the future. With us, or with someone else, <laughs> Primero Dios. Do you know that one, Betsy? Primero Dios. Mm. It directly translate as first God, but it's yeah. kind of like God willing. Got it. Like God Got willing, it. Primero Dios. And I, I have to compliment Betsy on her Spanish. Uh, it's amazing how much she has learned in one year. I saw her speaking to some people in Spanish. I was like, oh my goodness, you have worked hard this year. You're trying. You don't need me as the translator. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I see a future translator. Maybe next year already. uh, God bless you for doing that. God bless you all for coming and for your service to our Lord and to his children here in Guatemala. And thanks for sharing on the podcast. Thanks, Sean. Thank you, Sean. So that's all the time we have for now from Antigua, Guatemala. If you'd like more information about our mission, 
team photos, audio podcasts, blog posts, or even YouTube videos, visit our mission website at nowisthetimeformissions.com. That's nowisthetimeformissions.com. And until next time, this is Sean Smith saying Dios te bendiga. May God bless you. Vaya con Dios. Go with God. Pero no inmediatamente.